Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Fort McMurray Matters. Keeping you connected to our community. Brought to you by Cooper & Company Law Firm and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix 103.7. Welcome to the show. My name is Alex McLeod. Today, joined over the phone, we're joined by Mayor Bowman to talk about the council meeting last night. So just going into it, how are you today, Mr. Bowman? Great. How are you doing? I'm great. So pretty long meeting last night. We'll start out with the Draper Voluntary Buyout Program. That came to almost, I think, almost three and a half hours of deliberation. Um, what was that kind of like? What is that looking like for the residents in that community? Yeah, so it was great to see that many community members come out. Uh, it's a very important topic, and we've been we've been at it since we actually began our term. So we're, uh, as, a, as a council as a whole, we're very determined to help the, the community members of Draper. Um, and uh, what was passed last night was a voluntary buyout uh, based on the 2023 assessed values of the homes of anybody that wishes to voluntarily be bought out. Um, it's not any kind of a mandatory uh, or expropriation or anything. It's just a, it's a voluntary anybody that wants to kind of get out of the situation that, that, that they're in and be more protected. And that's our, our goal as, as a council is to improve the quality of life for residents. So. Uh, we're hoping this helps some people um, in that community, and the important—it's really important for us to support all the members of uh, our community um, as a whole. The, whether it doesn't matter where you choose to live, but you're all members of the RMWD, and we need to keep that in in, in mind when we're making our decisions. Um, I think this is a—it's important that we actually made a, a something set in stone in the right in a direction for the residents. They've been kind of sitting in limbo for. Bear me a lot of years here right now, so it's it's nice to have something set in stone. They can start having the conversations with the administration on um, if they want to do this bio. Um, another important thing that was passed last night was the, uh, the grant program, which if people want to stay in the community but also protect their property somewhat, um, it won't be a complete protection. But there's different stages in it, and it'll all depend on um, how much how much they want to get into it and uh, protect their properties. Um, right from moving utilities to uh, have storage facilities on their property to raise above raise their um, important items above the flood level. So there's those two things coming that went forward and were passed last night. Um, it's just important to note the reason for this is because we can't actually um, do flood mitigation down there. Uh, the cost and the geography is just it's not permissible for us to actually. Uh, do that flood mitigation in that in that area for sure and with that if people like when do you believe that people will start choosing the buyout if they do choose um, they can start having meetings right away um, that it goes until September um, availability to do it uh, so I expect uh, there's people probably um, having talks right now and is the grant program also only available till September or is that kind of an ongoing basis? No, that'll be ongoing. Um, people are looking at uh, different ways to improve the property and uh, even to backtrack things they've already done on their properties that they want to get reimbursed for. So that, that'll be an ongoing an ongoing uh, grant program. Um, and even the stages of that now, that may change, that may, things may be added to that later on. But right now, the way it sits, um, it's going to be ongoing for the 
community members that choose to stay in Draper and uh, want to protect their home somewhat. For sure. And is there, like, I guess, certain restrictions or certain policies that you have to kind of meet to get the grant to, like, like, do you have to have, I guess, certain flood mitigation efforts or is it just kind of any sort of things that you believe would protect your home? No, from there's, there's several different uh, things in there. So, and it'll go towards each home differently depending on how they want to protect their property. Um, and there's no criteria for it. It just has to be a a, uh, a residence. So as long as it's a residence and it's in Draper, um, it'll qualify for some kind of funding in, in some stage. Awesome. That's pretty amazing. Going into that, we're going to jump into the Twin Arena complex that's coming up into more the north sa- side of town. This has been an ongoing project since, I guess, 2014 was when it was first approved, but the wildfire kind of put us out on that. Would you like to give a little background and what's upcoming for that? Certainly. Um, we're a super extremely young community, um, and uh, even our LR ice programs we have, whether it be hockey, uh, ringette, uh, figure skating, anything on, on ice, um, we're actually on the low end of um, accessible ice um, for comparatively in the province. So it's an idea that came forward um, probably over 20 years ago in the community um, and approved almost 10 years ago. Um, to add more, a few more ice services, um, and the original intent was uh, Abraham's Landing, and that's where we've uh, kind of settled on it going again. Um, it's uh, kind of the uh, thank Sheldon Germain for years ago. Actually, was one of his um, one of the things he was advocating for over ten years ago, and uh, it's really great to see Councillor Ken Ball who's also heavily involved in in the sports in the community, um, including hockey. So he knows the challenges of of the uh, ice bookings in the community and how hard it is to get uh, available ice times for minor sports in our community. So I want to thank Councillor Ball for bringing that forward last night. And it's especially where a lot of the facilities right now are um, everywhere in the community, and this just adds another one. Um, We have uh, McDonald Island Center Fire, um, as well as uh, the Frank LaCroix Arena. Those are our main ones in the downtown area that are accessible for people, and those are We've seen the figures last night. Some of the usage is up to 110%, so it's obviously not sustainable. How many ice services will it provide for the community? That'll provide two ice services, but as we've seen uh, up in Frank LaCroix this year, uh, one of the former oil barons, uh, Max McCoy, his former captain of oil barons, he actually started a program at Frank LaCroix, and uh, he divided that ice into two surfaces um, to hold the hockey program. So with that two ice surfaces that will be added in the north side between Marie and Abraham's Landing, uh, that will definitely increase the availability of, of comfortable ice times for the community. Um, last year, minor hockey alone had to turn away hundreds of kids uh, that wanted to be active in the sports just because uh, there's not an availability of ice time. Um, and a lot of communities actually have to turn away youth because of the unavailability of volunteers. But we're in a unique situation here in, in this community. We have lots of volunteers, lots of community members that want to make a difference, but our shortage was ice time. And then, yeah, the money was actually put forward last night, almost $50 million to start construction. When do you believe, if everything goes according to plan, when do you believe that shovels will possibly be in the ground and hopefully the arena will be open? Um, it's structured to start to 2024 um, and go into 2025, and uh, we were told last night the administration will be sooner if they can. Um, and the funding was over this year, 2024, 2025, the funding would be allocated. Uh, so it's not a hit of 50 million right now. It's uh, over the span of the next uh, three budgets. Awesome. And then um, 
I guess my last question would be, is there anything else from council last night or anything else about the community that you just want to let people know before you finish up for summer recess? Yeah, no, we're, we're I mean, that's our last uh, regular council meeting, but as myself and as a council, we're uh, fully engaged to be, uh, we'll be working most of the summer. We have a lot of important things going on. And really want to thank the staff, the RMWB, for all the work they put through the winter season. That's our busiest time um, during the winter in this community, and they've done exemplary work over this, this last winter season. And going to summer, wish everybody a safe and happy summer, um, and uh, we'll be back to regular council meetings in September. But like I said, uh, myself and council will be working now till September to make sure this is the best place in the world to live. Awesome. I just want to say thanks, Mayor Bowman, for letting us know about the council meeting last night. Super. Thanks, Alex. That's the end of another edition of Fort McMurray Matters. Want a copy of this episode or any past episode? Download the podcast at Mix1037FM.com. Brought to you by Cooper & Company Law Firm and Fort McMurray Orthodontics on Mix103.7.